Welcome to the Doubles Only Tennis Podcast, where you learn the best doubles strategies to improve your game and win more matches. I'm your host, Will Bocek. This podcast, my website, and my weekly newsletter all focus on the goal of better understanding the sport of doubles and helping players like you improve faster through actionable advice that you can use in your very next match. My goal is to provide the best doubles strategy resources in the world. And to do that, I study, analyze, and work with players at every level of the game, all the way up to the ATP and WTA tours. If you enjoy this podcast, I've created double strategy products that go even deeper if you want to take your doubles knowledge to the next level. At the end of this episode, I'll explain more about them, or if you want to learn more now, go to thetennistribe.com slash products. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this August 30th edition of the show. I'm recording this on Tuesday, August 29th, and we are in the middle of the start of the U.S. Open. Uh, I'm going to be leaving on uh, August 30th uh, that evening, and then I'll be there Thursday through the following Tuesday. So if you are going to New York, definitely reach out to me and let's watch some doubles. Uh, I'll be Walking around the grounds, probably on most of the outer courts, because that's where a lot of the doubles is played. Um, So if you are out there, keep an eye out for me or reach out if you want to watch some matches. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about how to use direction to win in doubles. So this is part eight of our eight-part series that started, I think it was back in March or April. Uh, I've been kind of periodically throwing these episodes in there. Uh, one of the episodes has quickly turned into uh, one of the most popular episodes of all time, and that is how to use time to win in double. So we're going to link to that and the other seven episodes uh, in the show notes for this one. Uh, but the first seven were on time, movement, position, pace, spin, height, depth. And then today we're going to talk about direction. So when we're Discussing direction on the doubles court, we're basically talking about the direction that we're hitting the ball. So you can hit it further to the left, further to the right, you can hit it through the middle. And I'm going to break this down into how I think about it in terms of serves, returns, rallying, and from the net, and then give you a couple of drills or or kind of things you can do to work on improving your direction with each of these skills. So let's start with serving. So with serving, uh, this is going to depend on your skill level a lot. So for you know a 2-5, a 3-0 uh, USTA level player, you might be able to hit your first serve with a little bit of direction to the forehand or backhand. Uh, but your second serve, you're probably just trying to get that in, and that's okay. As you get more advanced, you might be able to choose a wide body or T serve. And then even more advanced than that is going to be uh, wide body forehand, body backhand, and T. So you can break it down however you like, depending on your skill level. Uh, This is definitely something you should be practicing if you can. Uh, Set up some targets or some lines that divide the service box up and practice hitting those targets. As far as match play goes... I like to experiment with this early to find a return weakness for each returner in the deuce and the ad court. So 
don't think about, you know, I want to hit my favorite serve every time. It's more important to find the opponent's weakness than it is to play to your strength in general. So if you can early on in the match, make them hit a few forehand returns, a few backhand returns, and kind of keep a tally of how many errors they make with each, and then talk with your partner at the net and have them uh, stare at the returner and notice, you know, did they look uncomfortable on any of them or did they maybe frame a few of them and figure out uh, if you can find a weakness in terms of uh, the direction of your serve and the the uh, return that they're hitting. So I would encourage you to experiment with that early and then definitely practice it uh, if you can, setting up targets or, or lines to divide up the service box. With the returns, uh, obviously we can go cross-court with our return, which is going to be the most common. Uh, typically, you're going to face teams that play a traditional serve formation um, at the club level. I don't see a ton of eye or Australian formation, uh, which is why you should probably be using it because most returners don't uh, have to return against it very often. They're used to returning against the traditional formation, so they're probably better at it. Uh, but most of the time you're going to return cross court. And then of course you can return through the middle and then you can go for that down the line return as well. Uh, if you can, regardless of the formation, returning through the middle is typically best. So assuming the net player isn't super aggressive, which is often the case at the club level, and, and this is of course going to depend on the opponent, but if they're not super aggressive, you should be able to return over that middle net strap area. Now, if the opponent is serving and volleying, you want to return it a little lower. If they're staying back, you want to return it deeper if you can. But but owning the middle of the court is really important. And if you can get that return through the middle, what that's going to do is it's going to allow your partner at the net to pinch towards the middle and be a little bit more aggressive. So in general, uh, returning through the middle is best. Uh, this can change. Me, for example, I return from the ad court a lot, and sometimes I'm trying to return cross-court to a right-handed server to make them hit a backhand. So maybe I'll play through the middle some, but I'll also play cross-court. Maybe it'll be 50-50. Uh, whereas from the deuce court, if that middle is open and, and the server's right-handed, if you can get it through the middle to their backhand and their backhand ground stroke is weaker, then you might do that 80% of the time. So you want to consider that, but in general, returning through the middle is definitely a great kind of go-to strategy. Uh, if you want to go down the line, a lot of people say go down the line early in the match, and, and what that can do is open up the cross-court return. So even if you don't make it, if you take your first you know, two, three returns down the line, or maybe you do it uh, three or four times in the first couple of games, the net player, so the server's partner on the other side of the net, is going to see that you're not afraid to go down the line. And what will often happen, especially if you beat them down the line, is they're going to be afraid to poach throughout the rest of the match. So it's going to open up that cross-court return, and it's going to open up that return through the middle of the court, which is the ideal return that I was just talking about. So uh, that is a, a great time to go down the line. Uh, other times to go down the line, if I'm down love 40, sometimes I'll go for it just because it's a low risk point. We've probably already lost the game at this point anyways. 
Um, and then, you know, if you're comfortable with the shot uh, later on in the set or on big points, you can go down the line, especially against aggressive net players. Um, it can work really well. So uh, those are some of the times I like to go down the line. But again, cross court and middle are typically best uh, with the returns. Focusing on reducing the amount of errors is really, really important. So once the return's in play, we've gotten into the rally. Uh, how do we think about direction then? So we can divide all of our shots up into offense, defense, and neutral. So on offense, we typically want to hit through the middle of the court. We do not want to give the opponent any angles. Uh, we can go down the line. That's kind of a secondary pattern. So you know, let's say you have 10 offensive shots, maybe you take two or three down the line. Most of them, it's best to hit those offensive shots through the middle, especially on approach shots, because I see too many club level players, when they get a short forehand, they're trying to hit a winner on it. And I don't want you to be doing that. I want you to use it as an approach shot. It's called an approach shot for the re- for a reason. So you approach to the net to finish the point on the next shot. Uh, or even on the shot after that one, because sometimes if you hit an approach shot and they hit a good ground stroke, maybe you're hitting kind of a neutral volley that you shouldn't go for too much for or too much on. So, um, so use that approach shot through the middle of the court most of the time to, uh, to set up yourself and your partner at the net. Defense is going to go cross court. So anytime you're on defense, try to hit the ball cross court if you can. So that means you're way behind the baseline. You're uh, on the run. We're not talking about height in this episode, but obviously lobbing is a great defensive shot as well. So anytime you're you're on the run, you're off balance outside of the doubles alley, uh, or you're way behind the baseline and the opponent just hit with a ton of, of pace or a ton of depth, for example, um, just redirect or don't redirect that ball. Instead, hit it back in the direction that it came from because that's going to reduce the likelihood that you make an error. Um, So if they rip a forehand cross court to your forehand, just block it back cross court as well because you're on defense and defense needs to go cross court because it's a higher percentage play. Um, So that's how to think about direction in terms of uh, rallying. And then once we're at the net, The volley, uh, typically you're going to hit your volleys in the direction of the player that's deeper. So if the opponents are playing one up, one back, it's usually best to hit to the player who's back until you get a ball to finish on. So if you get an easy high forehand volley from closer to the net than you are to the service line, then it's okay to attack the opposing net player because they're not going to have any time to react. It's a very high percentage shot for you because it's a, a it's a forehand volley. B it's from uh, above the height of the net, so you're able to hit down on it uh, at their feet or at their uh, knees or something like that. Um, and then C you're closer to the net than you are to the service line, so you're less likely to miss that ball. But On most kind of neutral and especially defensive volleys, we want to be going to the player who's further back. That's typically uh, going to be down the line if you're set up in a traditional formation and your partner's at the baseline. If the opponent comes down the line at you, just go back down the line at them. Uh, Or if you approach the net 
and the other players cross court, you'll just return that uh, that volley cross court. Um, but really wait until you get the right ball to finish on. When, when you're at the net, I want you really thinking more about applying pressure and forcing errors from that baseline player than um, actually hitting volley winners. Now, when you do get closer to the net and you have that easy ball, there's a few options. So you can go in the direction of the opposing net player because they don't have a lot of time to react. But it's going to depend on the opponent. So if if the opponents are, let's say it's a mixed doubles match and there's a, a 5-0 and a 4-0 player, if the 5-0 player is at the net and you're only a 4-0 or a 4-5 player, you might not want to hit that ball at them because maybe they have really good reaction volleys. Um, this is something I, I've told people in the past, and I talked to uh, Katie McNally, who's a, a really good um, doubles player uh, on the WTA Tour. She has some of the best defensive volleys in the world. And in my scouting reports against her, I've told players in the past, if you get a short ball, do not go at Katie because her defensive volleys are so good. She starts backing up and you smack it at her and then she reacts and the ball pops up and gets by you. And she actually wins a lot of points that way. So when you're close to the net, practice your sharp angle volleys. So this is really important. It's easy uh, easiest to hit these across your body. So your forehand, if you're right-handed, your forehand volley is going to go to your left. Your backhand volley is going to go to your right. And you want to catch the ball out in front and practice those sharp angles. So I was just doing this a few days ago. Um, we had three people practicing doubles. So we decided to do some drills. We had a basket of balls and we just fed, uh, fed some volleys from the baseline to the net player who was close to the net and they were practicing just kind of smacking the balls away um, sharp with sharp angles off the court. So that's something definitely if you have a basket of balls or a practice partner or even a ball machine uh, to really work on um, getting those sharp angles down when you're at the net. So that's how uh, I think about direction for all of those different categories. If you have any questions, if there's anything I left out that I missed here, uh, reach out to me, will at the tennis tribe.com. And then, uh, yeah, if you're going to New York, um, definitely reach out. Let's watch the matches. If you're not, definitely watch the doubles if you can on ESPN. Uh, you can go to ESPN.com slash watch. And I believe you can get a free trial of ESPN Plus. If not, it's only 8 or $10 a month. Um, so sign up for it for a month, watch the doubles. It's really fun to watch. Um, and then you can cancel it a month later. So it, it's definitely worth the eight to $10, uh, to be able to watch these matches. So anyways, hopefully I'll see some of you in New York and I'm going to have a lot of interviews, uh, from New York as well. That'll be coming out soon. So I will talk to you all then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Doubles Only Podcast. If you're interested in diving deeper into any topics I discuss, I've created double strategy products that allow me to bring you more podcasts and other doubles content without relying on paid ads. I have ebooks and courses that help you make better strategic decisions during matches and become the smartest player on the court. Go to thetennistribe.com slash products to learn more. You can also join my free weekly double strategy newsletter that includes video lessons and more on our homepage. If you want to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook or email me directly, will at vtennistribe.com.